from APM. This is the American Radio Works podcast. I'm Stephen Smith. A growing coalition of young people claims that student voices are largely missing from discussions of education reform. We aim to prove that students can be more than just consumers of our schools. We want to show how students, when fully supported as partners, can be creators of our education too. That is education reform advocate Andrew Brennan speaking in November at a Gates Foundation education forum in Seattle. Brennan is 19 years old, and for the past three years, since he was a junior in high school, he's been helping build a movement to get young people fired up about improving education. Today, he's a sophomore at the University of North Carolina. He's also the field director of Student Voice, an organization that advocates for students. Last month, Brennan took part in a White House summit about the future of high schools. Over the coming year, he'll travel across the country to meet with students and help them advocate for changes in their schools. Andrew Brennan joins me this week from Lexington, Kentucky. Welcome to the podcast. Good to be here, Stephen. So you represent what ages, what years of school? Yeah, so the um, majority of our work is kind of focused on high school level students right now. But, uh, I mean, when you're a student, you're a student. And we believe that student voice is student voice. So students from, from middle school all the way to college age are represented in our ranks and in our networks. You were just 16 when you started to uh, advocate for students. What did you notice about your school that got you interested in something like education reform? Yeah, well, you know, it was the kind of thing where I was spending 35 hours a week in this building every single every single week, and I would notice things that seemed off or didn't seem quite right that I knew my teachers and my principals weren't necessarily seeing. And at the same time, I felt this uh, this urge to do more than just, you know, be sat in a classroom learning about you know, how to make change in society and, and how to, you know, operate in society. I've had this urge to, you know, be a part of it now. The idea that, you know, everything outside of the classroom was the real world never seemed to sit right with me. I always thought that the classroom was the real world and that we could be contributing and improving it uh, kind of where we were. And so that was the impetus for, you know, a lot of the original work that was done, this nagging sense that uh, we can do be more than just passive consumers of our schools, but uh, active agents in trying to improve them. This group, Student Voice, already existed uh, when you were starting to think about this, right? Right. Well, I mean, uh, in Kentucky, we started organizing my junior year in a group called the Student Voice Team, which was organized through the Pritchard Committee for Academic Excellence. And the idea there was the Pritchard Committee had been working in Kentucky for years around mobilizing stakeholders, but it wasn't until just recently that they started engaging with students as, you know, one of the primary stakeholders of education. And so, you know, after three years of kind of statewide advocacy, grassroots work in Kentucky, I got hooked up with Student Voice and um, have been working as their national field director ever since. Why do you think students haven't been taken seriously before this or haven't been as much part of the conversation. What, what are adults getting wrong? You know, Stephen, really I'm not sure. Um, you know, I know that uh, when we go to ask students initially, you know, what ideas do you have to improve your schools? We just ask that question right off the top. We find that 
a lot of students will immediately go towards things like, you know, more recess time or later school start days or, you know, better school lunches. And while many of those are very legitimate concerns that students should be talking about in their schools, I think a lot of adults hear that and kind of shut down and see students as people um, who, who haven't thought critically about uh, their education space and, and, and really don't have much of substance to add to improving it. But what we've found is that when you actually create space to listen to students about their educational experiences, they have a, you know, a, really a profound set of perspectives. And that most of the time, the reason why students might go straight to issues that you know, adults aren't interested in listening to is because they've never been given that opportunity to think critically uh, about their education before. So we really are focusing on, you know, having conversations with students about their educational experience, listening and learning about their story, um, and then figuring out how we can support them and taking action in their schools to improve the shortcomings that they identify. Tell me about the Student Bill of Rights. Yeah. So the, so the Student Bill of Rights is a set of rights that was developed after uh, a year of, of communicating and networking with students across the country. It's a, it's a set of, you know, basically values that students have told us are important to them in their education careers. The idea behind the platform is for students to be able to vote on three of these rights that are most important to them. We think this will be useful for a couple of reasons, Stephen. Uh, the first is we, we think that by collecting this kind of demographic information, this data uh, from students across the country that we can divide up based on their race, their gender, their location, will, will, will give us, you know, the first kind of real statistical look at what students are valuing as part of their education in different parts of the country. And that's huge because that's going to allow us to have a basis for um, kind of understanding student voice both now and also be able to compare this data over years and see kind of how, um, how students' kind of perspectives and, and, and issues that are important to them are kind of changing over time. The second reason why we think the Student Bill of Rights is so important is because it's going to allow kind of schools and students collectively to have, for the first time, a kind of basis to work from and identifying ways that students can uh, help take action to improve their schools. And the way that works is if students in a school say that access to technology is their most important right to them, and, you know, when you get to talking with students about access to technology, they find that many students feel like they don't have access to technology or that there's some substantial way that this right is lacking in the school. You know, that's where you start. That's where student voices identify the problem and also where students can be engaged from the beginning as designers and kind of how you're going to solve that problem. Are student voices taken seriously uh, by school administrators, by teachers at the college level as well? You know, what we've seen is that student voice actually has a, a much more substantial role uh, at the college level. I mean, right now, and, and many university students are serving as voting members on their board of, you know, boards of trustees and, 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 and things like that. But like, any, like anything, it's not universal. Um, there are areas that I think incorporate student voice better, both high school and college level, and areas that, uh, um, that, could, that could use some work. But what we found is that when you, when you show what's possible, when students are able to show what's possible, it kind of opens the eyes of adults and sees that, you know, yeah, uh, this group of students can, can add meaningfully to this system. I think a lot of uh, institutions probably have not taken student voices as seriously as they might because you're just passing through, after all, and it, the teachers and the administrators are there for a longer period of time. 
Right. You know, I mean, the thing is, students don't need to claim to be policy experts, right? Like, we, we, we didn't go to school. We don't have, you know, the, the fancy degrees that a lot of our teachers and administrators rightfully do and should have. Um, but what can be almost guaranteed is that any student that you talk to who is spending 35 hours a week in a classroom, whose who's classroom kind of makes up and whose school makes up a very central part of their life, are almost certainly an expert on their own experience. And, and fundamentally, we believe that that experience, sharing, amplifying, and elevating that experience into rooms where decisions are being made, uh, is helpful for policymakers and ultimately improves education achievement. College students on a lot of campuses are coming in for some pretty heavy criticism lately uh, regarding their alleged sense of entitlement and their alleged liberal intolerance, their, their unwillingness to hear voices that don't agree with them. Uh, as a college student and someone who represents student voice, what do you make of that? You know, it, it, it is it, it is part of what I think is a growing trend amongst young people. I think that um, empowered by social media, young people are starting to criticize uh, institutions that, um, you know, previously were kind of veiled over in some kind of shadowy, um, you know, something. Uh, Social media and kind of new power in general, I think, is changing the landscape of where kind of voice is, is looked to. And I think people are able to build community uh, in a way that wasn't possible before. What I will say, though, is that while videos of students yelling at professors and demands that are seemingly ridiculous are kind of what make the viral news and what are clickbait, um, the reality of the emerging student voice movement in America is so much more broad. In Kentucky, students have been meaningfully lobbying the state legislature and making allies with adults in order to position themselves as being able to serve on school governance committees. In Texas, uh, students have written a um, Supreme Court brief to their Texas Supreme Court arguing as to why the current funding level of their public schools in Houston are unconstitutional. I mean, students are doing real policy advocacy work across the country. And, you know, it, it, it's much more broad than just, I think, what makes the viral news. Andrew Brennan is a sophomore in the Robertson Scholars Leadership Program at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. He's also the National Field Director of Student Voice, an organization that works to involve students in education reform. Andrew Brennan, thanks so much. Thank you. You can find a link to Student Voice at our website, AmericanRadioWorks.org. There you'll find some more podcasts about issues in K-12 and higher education, and you can browse through our archive of more than 100 documentary projects, AmericanRadioWorks.org. What did you think of this podcast? What did it make you think about? Will you share it with your friends or your colleagues? We'd love to hear from you, and you can share your impact story at AmericanRadioWorks.org. We are on Facebook at American.RadioWorks and on Twitter at AMRadioWorks. Support for American Radio Works comes from the Spencer Foundation, Lumina Foundation, and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. I'm Stephen Smith. Thanks for listening. This is APM. <laughs>